Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Here we go on a Friday and or Saturday. You heard it. Straight out of Vegas, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell, and that's it. Just us. Oh, baby, it's the all-star team. What a great night to be here. You think April, maybe it gets slow. No, not in Vegas. We're coming straight out of Vegas. We're going to be doing an hour, pretty much, of NBA playoff previews. You've heard the talking heads. A lot of sharp stuff. I'll, I love the former players, especially here on Fox Sports Radio. We got the kind of host that can draw out those actionable pieces of info. Now, we're going to add to that with the odds and the professional handicapper's opinion on these series and the whole NBA playoffs. So let's run through with our Vegas lead the odds for the NBA title. Showtime! Woo! Thank you. I would step on that. <laughs> the great Ric Flair. How dare I do that? I mean, you talk about the great. If you say the great this, the great that, Ric Flair's got to be on that top seven or ten. The great Ric Flair. Longest of the long shots as we'll go up the list. Heat and Pacers are 300 to 1 to win the title. Pelicans, 275. T-Wolves. Bucks are 250 to 1. Wizards are 200 to 1. The Spurs are 150 to 1. We'll have some... Spur factoids a little later in the show. This is unheard of. My Celtics, 
sort of. 100 to 1. Jazz 65 to 1. Blazers 57 to 1. OKC with all those stars. 40 to 1. But you think about it. The fact that this is a team that if they had lost a game or two, might have been out of the playoffs. What are they? The fifth favorite or the sixth favorite? Sixth favorite. The sixth favorite out of obviously 16 teams. So a lot of respect because it makes sense, right? If you got a mid range long shot, who has a chance in the mid range is going to be a team with massive upside that hasn't lived up to it. Odds are against OKC living up to it. But if any team, if you look at their ceiling amongst the non-favorites, obviously OKC has the high ceiling. Sure. One time, 36-30, and 30, 76ers. The gritty, gutty Sixers, young guys, developing. Their fifth choice at 16-1. Raptors, the winner of the East, 13-1. The Warriors or Rockets, we'll get into those numbers. Warriors, slight favorites over the Rockets. But the Cavs are who we want to start with here. Eight and a half to one to win the title. It's been much higher than that at times before the season. It got down to about 12 to one uh, before the trade deadline. So let's talk about the Cavaliers. Is this a good number at eight and a half to one? Considering when I listen to Sports Talk Radio, RJ Bell, LeBron and the Cavaliers are a lock to get through their conference. A lock! Well, I think you might be underselling. From what I can hear, and I... <laughs> I was underselling? <laughs> screaming lock? <laughs> the question is, are the Cavs a lock to win the East or a mortal lock <laughs> to win the East? That seems to be the debate because everyone seems to have caught on to this idea of, oh, it's the baby dinosaurs, right? Because somehow they figured out a raptor is a dinosaur, and then they love the, the short arms. Like against LeBron, they have those short arms. Okay, fine, maybe. And I think we're going to see a reoccurring theme here, which is if you just look at this season, if you forget the laundry, the the jerseys, you forget prior years, and if all you did was look at this season, and Cofield, let me ask you as a avid fan, though not a professional batter, is it even close the season? And the record says no, is there any extenuating circumstances? Is it even close if you compare Toronto season, number one seed, against the Cavs season, number four seed? Raptors, much better season, much more consistent. And if you look at their net margin of victory, which is a kind of a wise guy tip, if a team wins a bunch of close games, or if a team loses a bunch of close games, even in an 82-game season, there can be some... Uh, skewing where, hey, this team's not quite as good as a record because they won a bunch of close ones or the opposite, better than the record. Well, Toronto's margin of victory, net margin, is outstanding. And there's different sabermetric guys that have the Pythagorean theorem, which is saying based on your net margin of points, how many games should you have won if all things equaled out? And Toronto, their net margin, very impressive. So I think unequivocally... Toronto's had a better season in every way you look at it than Cleveland. So the question is, how do you rationalize that right now, though Cleveland is far from a lock, they are favored to win the East? And it's changed a lot the last month because the Raptors were our favorite at one point. About three weeks ago, they were minus 125. Eh, Cavs about plus 150. Now the Cavs have shot up basically to even. And you can get the Raptors down to 2-1 to one or plus 180. Okay, so let's really set those odds. So right now... 
with the Cavs are about even money or a little bit uh, better payoff or plus 110. Maybe you bet 100, you win 110. And what does that mean? That means... <laughs> doesn't sound like a mortal lock or a lock. It means a drunk baby. I'm not saying the parents got the baby drunk, but somehow they got into the whiskey. <laughs> a drunk baby flipping the coin has a better chance of flipping heads than LeBron James has of making the finals. Now, you might disagree <laughs> with the Vegas odds. Well, hey, guys, if you disagree, we will bet you that we're right in the long run. And by definition, some odds are wrong. But in the long run, more odds are going to be right than wrong here in Vegas. That's why we build the casinos. So, boy, if it's Stephen A. Smith, if it's anyone here on Fox talking about it being a lock. Let's go. Well, yeah, you want to? that's fine. But, I mean, it just isn't. But still, the idea that Toronto is almost two to one and the Cavs are even money to win the East now, even though Toronto objectively and beyond debate had a better season. Well, let's figure out why. And it can be nothing but the history. So my question to you, Cofield, and the square chair is how much does that history matter? See, I think it matters a lot in the West. We're going to examine the West in a couple of minutes. I don't think it matters as much with the Cavaliers and LeBron. I think this is a different mix around LeBron. Clearly, it's a different mix than he's had in the past. I just I don't have the confidence in the Cavs that everyone else does. But does the supporting cast of LeBron, is that what we would have faith in? Or is it simply LeBron? Because, I, I mean, maybe back, or certainly back in the Miami Heat days, right, and and maybe with Kyrie, but it was never about Kyrie's ability to step up in the playoffs, right? Now, obviously, it was. But he did though. When but he kid, did. And but can, we never. You, but we had no pedigree to think that would necessarily happen. But we saw it last year that when they needed it, he got it done. Now you start to think ahead. You're like, all right, LeBron can't be there every single minute of every series and hit every big shot in every game. Who else is going to do it? You always had someone you could lean on. I mean, listen. Who in the right mind? Now, let's agree to the following. When we do get to the West, Golden State is not as good as they were last year. We can debate who's better amongst Golden State and Houston, and we will. Because I think we've got an analogy or analogous situation there, which is Houston with a much better season, but Golden State with a slightly better odds, and it can only be about history. But if we just look at Cleveland this year, versus Cleveland last year and with Kyrie being the main driver. I mean, where's Kyrie? We don't have to debate to too much of a decimal point, but Kyrie's a top 15 player in the NBA, right? And where is Kevin Love? And now I mean, is he top 50? Barely. Maybe. We don't know what, what you're getting on defense, especially in, this, in some of these matchups. It's horrendous. So last year you had, let's agree, LeBron's the best player. And you had a top 15 player and a top 50 player. And were they even in it last year in the finals? I mean, it's hard to say it was very competitive. Yeah. Now you take away the top 15 player, and now you got one and 50-ish. I don't tell me the last. Here's an interesting question. Tell me the last NBA team that won a title with as bad of a number two as Kevin Love. 
Got to go back a while. I mean, we can debate the Spurs, right? Because they had so many, you know, Ky- or obviously um, Leonard was their A guy when they won. Duncan was not top 50 at that point. May, but boy, they were rock solid, you know, one or two through eight. Oh, in their prime years? I mean, if you're. Well, I'm talking about the year they won yeah, the title. Yeah. In their right? prime years, if you're splitting up the two, you had, you had some good players there. So, but, but Manu I, and, yeah, but, and but Tony I'm, Parker. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we're not talking about the glory. We're yeah. talking about when they won it, you know, what's it been, three, four years ago. But they were, their sixth, seventh, eighth guy was so much better than, you know, any sixth, seventh, eighth for a long time, right? So maybe. Also give a little credit to the coach, too. I know you're breaking down the players, but yeah. Pops. Pop slightly better. I just don't. <laughs> whoever's just, coaching the Cavs. Absolutely. I just. <laughs> have, I mean, we think about the teams that win it. It's been Golden State. It was the Cavs with Kyrie. That San Antonio team we talked about. But then as we keep going back, Miami that had a big three, right? I mean, like imagine if somehow, some way, Paul George got traded. Let's say they broke the rules and say, "Listen, we got to make this competitive against the West. We're going to let Paul George jump over." Once OKC is eliminated to the Cavs, <laughs> imagine how like perked up you would be if you were a Cavs fan. But it wouldn't even if you actually looked at the lineup. Then you wouldn't necessarily say the Cavs are better. So it's kind of interesting to think add someone like a Paul George, who's a top fifteen player by most accounts, and still Golden State's a favor. So to me, you never know what's going to happen with injury, especially with. Curry, if if it is Golden State with with he's fragile at this point, it would seem. But man, oh man, you look at this Cavs team, and you look at their second best player is in the fifty range. History says no. And one other thing about history: since they started seeding, it's been thirty five or so years in the NBA. There's been one champion seeded worse than a three seed, which is nuts. Nate- yeah, totally nuts. Like we we just talked about the NCAA tournament. And these teams coming from out of nowhere to make the Final Four. Now you know no one has eclipsed that seven or six seed to win a national title. This one's even more impressive. Yeah, in the NCAA, twenty nine of the last thirty years, a four seed or better. Right. And as we like to say, Cinderella is invited to the dance, but she's got a curfew. Well, I would make the case when it's a seven game series in the NBA that the worst team wins even more rarely or advances in a series even more rarely than an NCAA tournament because you got to win four out of seven. So once, it was in 1995, Hakeem the Dream and the Houston Rockets, only team to win worse than a three seed. So to me, you've got history telling you with LeBron second best player or second best on the team being in the 50 range, that history says no. And also, as a four seed, and we'll talk when we come back about how a four seed versus a three and that flip with the 76ers, I think is a big, big under-discussed negative for the Cavs. That's on the way straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Rolling on straight out of Vegas. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Steve Cofield, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell. We're breaking down the NBA playoffs. Four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. Big story in the East is the Cavs' lackluster-looking regular season, and yet they're the favorite to win the East in Vegas. But not near as much as the talking heads 
are saying, boy, this Toronto team, I, I mean, let me ask you, Steve, you, how much NBA do you watch a week? Not enough. Okay, but I'm not, I'm not asking relative to your dreams yeah. of your NBA I, immersion. I don't think as much, I've noticed, I don't think as much as many sports talk hosts are watching now. Do you watch more college I watch basketball? more, I like college basketball more than the NBA, and I told you during the football season, doing this show and being here in Vegas, I got so much more into the National Football League this year. Well, it is king, and we will be talking a little Dennis hey, Bryant. Even the offseason, I'm, I'm into so I'm ready to talk Dez and draft and all that. I just, you know, you don't break through till you break through. I always think back to, I'm old enough to remember Coach K couldn't win the big one, right? Is I'm in my mid-40s, but pre, what was that, 91? It was uh, in the year before. Imagine going into that UNLV game, and for those that are not Vegas fouls, you know, big fans of Vegas or as the city, is the Tark love in this town. Now, it's been, what, 27, 28 years since the title? Yep. Is, and you've been on radio here, you know, almost, what, 20 years, right? Over COVID? 20. Yeah. So is how just give us, like, 40 seconds about how much this town loves Tark and that old UNLV team. I mean, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the town. And looking back, it, it appears to be an impossibility what they achieved. Plus, nationally, that was a barrier-breaking team. They were the villains. People loved them or hated them. Tarkin UNLV basketball was gigantic. Oh, you watch those old YouTube videos here in uh, in town, and, and uh, they'd have the, the, the band gone, da-da. They had, like, the shark, yeah, yeah. the Jaws theme. You know what? Down, down the stretch as Villanova was kicking the crap out of Michigan, UNLV fans were like, we still have the biggest victory, 103-73. Against Duke. Coach K. And then... In the semifinals the next year, many believe the greatest team they've ever seen on the and I would make the following case. Usually when you debate how good a team is or a player, it's relative to the competition at the time. No one thinks Bill Russell would be the best player in the NBA today if he was transported. But they think Bill Russell over the competition at the time is a debate. Okay? I would make the case if we had a time machine and it was just about not how good you were over the competition, but how good you just are or were, as in objective, how good is that UNLV team might have been the best team ever because it was it was before, obviously, the one and done and all that. But as the years went by and players got bigger and stronger, like you look at the 76 Indiana team and think, okay, it was 15 or plus years to that UNLV team that was undefeated before the semis in the Final Four, you could say physically that 90, you know, two team was better. So to me, I and you being a college basketball guy, it's just a quick diversion, but I think they're, a, they're at least in the conversation as the best team on the court because now you might say, well, the athletes are so much better. But remember, you have a Larry Johnson there three years and with with all the good players leaving today, I mean, would you think any of these teams this century could be really competitive with that UNLV team? It's a good question. We talked about the stretch elements. You know, could they defend the, the stretch players now? Uh, but, I mean, if they win both of those championships, if they're not upset by Duke, it's considered one of the top three teams of all time. Back-to-back national championships. And they were nine, and under, they would have been undefeated. Yep. Nine-point favorites in that game. So imagine if UNLV wins that game by 15. 
Forget what it means to UNLV, but what does it mean to Coach K to lose by, what did you say, 30-some? 30, 30, 103-73? Yeah, the, the game or season before, and then get blown out again. But now Coach K is you know maybe the best college basketball coach of all time, or, or John Wooden, but let's say in the modern era, you know, post-80 or whatever. So to me, the narrative changes. And I and and I get it. You know, the, what was the narrative with Michael Jordan? Can't get past the Pistons. Then one day he did. Right? <laughs> so I'm not saying there's any Michael Jordans on Toronto, but I just need someone to explain to me why 82 games of this kind of, you know, not domination, but elite performance by the Raptors just gets totally disregarded. Why? Because they lost a playoff series last year. Now I will say this. What's fed the, the narrative, and you said it, Cofield, is the odds have improved on the Cavs in the last couple of weeks. Toronto played two games in Cleveland, lost both of them. And to me, I think that uh, feeding of the narrative that, oh, when LeBron wants to step it up, Toronto can just forget about it. I think that's really hurt the perception of Toronto, which means potentially there's an opportunity Financially, and at the end of the show, I'm going to have a little best bet, R.J. Bell, on Toronto. I'm going to tease it. You might think, why are you telling us now? Because we're going to bet it very uniquely, where you can get a very juicy number, but it's not obvious, and it's not for Toronto to win the title. So if Toronto can't get to the next level, you don't believe the Celtics without Kyrie, hey, we're down for the year, Celtics can't get to the next level, you know, get past the Cavaliers. The Sixers come into the playoffs with 16 straight wins. They're now a top six favorite to win the title. Can the Sixers do it? You know, Colin had, and we actually have some sound on it, but we didn't tell the boys back in L.A., so maybe they can get it lined up as I'm talking, is we have the sound where Colin's talking about who the Sixers actually played in it's uh, in that uh, run <laughs> and not so much, oh, this team is bad or this team is not so good, but rather who was playing on these teams here from the herd. He runs it down during their 16 game winning streak. I'm going to read off the leading scores for the other teams they've beaten during that 16 game streak. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Wayne Selden Jr. I think he's my state farm agent. Rodney Purvis. Damian Lee. Spencer Dinwiddie, who I thought was in a Harry Potter movie. Anthony Tolliver. Torian Price. Michael Beasley, I've heard of. I think you're getting the point. By the way, Sixers, you won't see any of these in the playoffs. With the teams, the actual teams, nine of those 16 wins were against teams that won less than 30 games. So basically we're in let's get the hell out of the season mode, and only four of the 16 wins were against teams over 500. So to me, if you're playing an NBA team with their normal players playing hard, and even though they're not a playoff team, winning is not easy. Now, winning an individual game, if you're favored, you're supposed to win more than half the time. But the question is, winning again and again and again. And for those that are a little bit math inclined, 
Next chance you get, get a calculator and put 0.9 times 0.9 times 0.9. And it's kind of fun to watch how quickly the odds, even if you have a 90% chance, a la Larry Bird making a free throw, or the best free throw shooters today, like Reddick making a free throw, is the idea of making, you know, five, six, seven in a row, you know, now you start becoming the underdog. And to win against anybody this many games is not only somewhat impressive by the 76ers, any pro team, but it doesn't even remember in Rocky three, let's, let's go back to Rocky, <laughs> which is, it's always very important, very important to do that, you know, as appropriate is in three, when Mickey says, I've been protecting you, Rock. I've been protecting you. When he's thinking about fighting Mr. T, and Rock goes, fixes? He goes, no. But he got the right people for him. But why was he doing that? Because if Rocky's winning and he doesn't know that, oh, these guys are just super suited for him, so it's not as impressive as it seems, you're still getting confident. A young team, what could help a young team better than a streak like this? So, yes, I think Colin's right, and you're right, Cofield. It's not as impressive as it seems, but I think it's significantly impressive what the Sixers did, and even more importantly, it's going to be potentially a self-fulfilling prophecy, whereas they feel success and they start believing in themselves. So as long as Brett Brown doesn't allow the Sixers to go on the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum and have LeBron yell at them and then also <laughs> then, then also threaten them, that uh, I'm going to take your wife too, because that that pissed off Rocky. Oh my gosh! Hey woman, exactly. Hey, woman. Everyone remembers that. You're like, Simmons was just talking. Simmons, <laughs> Simmons was just talking about that recently, like in the last week. It's a great scene. He goes, "I got my apartment down the street." <laughs> Show me what a real man is like. Rocky okay. was like, Rrr. "Yeah, the smoke coming out of the ears." I'd be fading the Sixers at that point if LeBron <laughs> did that. But I do think it's it, it worth it's worth talking about, and I think we should do it right after the break. And is how important for the Sixers it is that they do have that three seed. Kevin Figures has the latest. All right, guys, now your neck of the woods. The final NHL playoff game of the night just wrapped up as the Golden Knights scored a goal at 15-22 into the second overtime, securing a 2-1 victory over the Kings and taking a two-games-to-none lead in their first-round series. Earlier on Friday night, the Jets beat the Wild 4-1, extending their series lead to two games to none. Flyers and Penguins now tied at a game apiece after Philly beat Pittsburgh 5-1. On the Diamond, the Diamondbacks lead led the Dodgers 7-2 at one point. They would hold on for an 8-7 win in Los Angeles as Arizona secured its fourth straight victory. Padres beat the Giants 5-1. Mariners over the A's 7-4. Shohei Otani went 2-4 and raises average to 367 as the Angels beat the Royals 5-4. Halos now 12-3 on the season. Mets have won nine games in a row. They are 11-1 on the season after a 6-5 win over the Brewers. Red Sox are 11-2 after a win over the Orioles. Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays, and Cardinals each with victories as well. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. News out of the NBA Sixers center Joel Embiid will not play in game one of the team's playoff series against the Heat later today, while according to the Yahoo Sports, Warriors guard Steph Curry could return to the lineup for the second round of the playoffs. Back to straight out of Vegas. Thanks, Kevin.
Uh, real quick note on the NHL. I know you you could do another 15 minutes on Rocky, and so could I. Uh, Golden Knights. 15. Yeah. Golden, <laughs> Golden Knights win. So this expansion team is now up 2 nothing in the first round of their Western Conference playoff against the LA Kings. So how, how many overtimes did this baby go? Two overtimes. Uh, the Las Vegas sportsbooks are not rooting for the hometown team. Oh, dog. I love it. On and the it, future boards. You know, there's a German term, uh, schadenfreude, which means taking pleasure in others' pain. I, German, I guess it makes some sense. <laughs> and <laughs> the I actually don't fall into that too often, but, boy, when it comes to those dastardly bookies, I love when they hurt. Because, one... It's a zero-sum game. For every dollar a bookie wins, it's coming from a batter. And every dollar a bookie loses, it goes to a batter. I'm on the batter side. Now, seemingly everybody else, and we'll say maybe not everyone, but maybe, in the sports betting Las Vegas media, I don't know if it's because they buy them ham sandwiches, but the media loves the bookies. And to me, it's like you realize you're supposed to be an advocate for the player. Well, I'll, I'll uh, advocate for the player enough for all of them, I guess. But I am so excited about the potential of Las Vegas winning because it would be, and we got this from CG Technology, biggest bookmaker in Vegas. And uh, Matty Holt, the VP there, is on a lot of our podcasts. And again, I tell Matty, hey, I hope you lose, buddy. He has enough sense to say, of course you do. You're betting. Other bookmakers don't think like that. He said this would be the biggest loss in the history of hockey if the Golden Knights, if Vegas can win. Why? Because they started out, what, 250 to 1? 250 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. They were an expansion team. I think 250. They those are odds, an expansion those team. Those odds, well, I know. I've already changed. Like They're one of the favorites. <laughs> uh, those odds, actually 250 to 1 I don't think was high enough. Well, it's enough to do a lot of damage now. So, so what you got was what we call like the Chicago Cubs phenomenon, which is, oh, I'm going to put 10 or 20 bucks on them. Big payout back in the day. Not anymore. Right. When they weren't as good, the Cubs um, and put it in your pot, put it in your wallet. Right. Show it at the bar, show it at the poker game. So the geographic proximity, we've often talked about Los Angeles teams get a lot of love here. San Diego teams get a lot of love. In northern Nevada, the Bay Area teams in Reno get a lot of love. It's because there's more fans. Well, as we move towards the Raiders coming to town, I think it's fascinating the idea how there can be value fading these local teams because there is a bias in their favor. So they get killed if the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. Who else beats them? Who else do they lose on? Other 15 teams, every one of them, those dastardly bookies win. Every other team in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're fine with. With the future odds for the title, yes. Or the future pool for the title, which they've been betting for, what, almost a year. When the Stanley Cup's over, the new odds come out. They take bets for a year, and net-net, they're going to win on 15 teams and lose on one, the Golden Knights. But it's a monster loss if they lose. And here's what I'm going to say. I don't know if they're going to put odds up in between game two and three, but if so, it's probably a perfect time to fire. This is a little bonus best bet. I love betting no on the Golden Knights winning. And you might say, no, how's that work? Well, what it was before the Stanley Cup started was minus 1,100. 
So you had to bet $11 to win a dollar. And if any of the 15 teams win, you win. If the Golden Knights win. Now, I saw uh, some pretty serious analytical analysis saying the Golden Knights' chances are like like 7%, right? And and then I saw, um, and actually, no, it was like 3%. And then Fezzik's estimate, and tomorrow night we'll have Fezzik in, talking NBA and Brad Powers. We're going to be starting our college football preview series every Saturday night on Straight Out of Vegas leading up to the season right here. But to me, 16 to 1, you're laying 11 to win one. Well, that's a good bet, right? It's always what are the true odds versus. So to me, now why would, why would this be such a good bet though? Because the books are scared. They want to try to diminish their liability on Vegas. So what do they do? They give you a chance to bet against them, right? And then if Vegas wins, then my bet in that case would lose, right? And if I win, they're not so, uh, yeah, we're giving up some of our profit, but we averted the disaster. So whenever bookies are scared, that's when it's time to take advantage. I know most of you don't want to bet 11 to win one, and I think those odds go down now that they're up 2-0 uh, in obviously just the first series. But if you have the bankroll for it, I think one of your better bets of the year would be saying no on the Golden Knights. I feel like that's better than going game by game, which so far I'm 0-2 going against the Golden Knights. And tonight I had plus 145 on the Kings. Once they were down one nothing, I got plus 295 in game. So you just said I'm doubling down. Well, I, down one nothing. I'm like, hey, it's a close game, tight game. I get 295 if they win the game. It goes to double overtime. I don't win. So we'll, we'll figure it out. But here's the the quick thing. I'm not saying you were wrong we're to bet broke. that. <laughs> not saying you were wrong to bet that. But yeah. here's the thing. It's not just cause the bookies are going to lose. We think the Golden Knights are going to lose. Right. And you know that. It's because in a very specific instance, if the Golden Knights win the title, the bookies lose so much here in Vegas that they are going to skew the line to make extra attractive betting against the Golden Knights now so they can get that action. But in an individual game, yeah. you're not going to see the, the odds skewed. Get a nickel or 10 cents value maybe just because there's, there's local play. Yeah, I but agree with that. the don't care about that. I they agree with that. They... But on the other one, like if, if it weren't for the all the, the exposure the books have, if Golden Knights win, if the Vegas Golden Knights win the title, is typically you'd be laying minus sixteen hundred, minus two thousand on the gold knights. So the fact that we're going to be able to lay like a minus a thousand, that discount is all about the books trying to mitigate their exposure, and we want to exploit that. Listen up, folks, because this was the same thing that all the guys said, led by RJ about Tiger Woods, and uh, at least in matchups it worked out, and there was a bet, a bet available with Tiger Woods going into the Masters to play against Tiger Woods. And it's worth a quick caveat. When I put this out on Twitter, there's a lot of misunderstanding about it. They go, oh, anybody could bet 10 to win one. That's the dumb guy voice if you're... I've heard you that following? one before. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Anybody can bet 10 to win one. That doesn't take a wise guy. You're an idiot. Okay. Well, is <laughs> you're right if the odds are better than 10 to one. But the example we always give is in roulette. A drunk guy from Idaho... Cedar Rapids, let's say, not Idaho. Great movie. You ever see that movie, Cedar Rapids? No, I haven't. It's great. It's, it's these, like, these hicks that go to like Cedar Rapids for a convention, and the whole weekend they're just partying. I mean, it's so funny. Is, uh, is Okay, Cedar Rapids guy comes in. He's drunk. He's sleep-deprived. 
he throws ten bucks down on a rant. He he wants to put it on nine on the roulette table, but he actually hits on six because he gets confused. His odds are thirty eight to one of winning, and he's getting paid thirty five to one. So the 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 casino is laying minus thirty five hundred on odds that are really should be thirty eight hundred. That sliver of difference is how they build the casino. Massive. So if you can lay minus a thousand on something that should be minus sixteen hundred, you're betting like a casino. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, back to the NBA. Real quick, speaking of casinos, we did as part of our podcast series. So we do podcasts every week with Podcast One, Adam Carolla family of podcasts over there the dream preview we talk about it at least once a show deep dive we did two hours we did two hours on the nba preview and obviously that's still good so if you have a chance uh between now and tip off tomorrow just go to pregame.com and you can find that podcast or on my twitter at rj in vegas but we had a bonus this week and typically we have the dream preview and then you and I, Cofield, do don't bet on it every Friday. Now, what does don't bet on it mean? It means we take the hot takes of the week. Sometimes they're from Colin, and we love Colin, but he was the hottest take of the week this week. And we'll probably be talking about that tomorrow on the show, actually. A little NFL draft talk. But And we'd say, what does Vegas think? Right, Cold cash over hot takes. That's usually our weekly shows during the spring. We had a bonus. Derek Stevens, he owns... Four casinos downtown. He's a visionary down there. And he was the guy that had the million-dollar ticket on Michigan. He came into the pregame.com offices. We did over 90 minutes of a deep dive. That pods up now, too. Very interesting. He told us why he hedged on the Michigan. He told us about some of the decisions he makes as a casino owner. Fascinating. Just go to any podcast player and search for RJ Bell, and you can subscribe. On the way back, we're going to get into uh, the difference for the Cavs from the book standpoint, dropping from the three to the four. And we'll also take a quick look at the West with the seasons that they had. How are the Rockets and Warriors situated? It's a little bit weird when you look at the odds board, right? And a best bet for me. And a best bet. It's coming up straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas, Friday into a Saturday. NBA playoffs starting on Saturday. Four games on the way, four more on Sunday. All right, let's get to it. Best bet coming up in a few. Yep, coming up in less than three minutes. Uh, last point on the East. So the Sixers are the three, the Cavs are the four. How big a deal was that for Vegas for the Cavs not to get the three? And we talked about historically only one worse than a three seed has ever won the title since they've started seeding 35 years ago, Houston in 95. But even more importantly, I think is the idea that if you look at the likely path to the final, and you never know, there could be upsets, right? But likely path to the final, with Cleveland dropping to four, they pretty much traded a series against Boston, a very hobbled Boston team, for a series against the Sixers. And to me... Is if if I said to you, hey, you're a LeBron fan, you bet LeBron, you can have a series against Boston 
as they currently are or a series against this red-hot Sixers team. I mean, big, big uh, increase in difficulty, I think, for the Cavs. Let's talk West. Actually, first, I want your best bet. Let's stick with the Eastern theme because your best bet is from the East, right? It is, and I do like Toronto here. And one of the things you need to know about us doing a best bet is when I or any of the pros give a best bet, we're actually betting money on it. What are you doing? Why this guy don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why this guy carries money in a roll? I'm taking off the rubber band, <laughs> and I'm betting Toronto 13-1 to 1 to win the title with a planned hedge against the West where I'm going to fully hedge it if they make the finals. So I won't care if they win the finals or not. We estimate that hedge would be about minus 350 if they play Houston or Golden State. And if they play anyone else, it's even better for us, right? But the two best teams, Houston and Golden State, if Toronto wins three series and faces them, we can lay 350 on the West team is what we estimate. Which means effectively, if you look at 13 to 1 divided by minus 350, you're effectively getting plus 370 on Toronto to win the East. So every 100 you would bet on Toronto, you would win 370. Now, you can bet the East by itself, just Toronto to win the East. You're plus 180. So you're, the market is telling you, Cofield, that Toronto making it out of the East is about plus 180. And I just told you, 330 stations, Coast to Coast, Sirius 83, Fox Sports Radio, a simple way, almost guaranteed that you're going to get that plus 370 on Toronto. Now, you may or may not like Toronto plus 370, but you're getting over double the payout if you just bet them in the East. Let's look at the West. So the Rockets win 65, the Warriors win 58. The Rockets, when they play all their guys together, won roughly 85 plus percent of the games, a little less than 50 They're games. big three together, When yes. their big three guys are together, that includes uh, Capella with Chris Paul and James Harden. Why the Warriors favored at minus 105 and the Rockets to win the West are slightly behind him at like plus 115. Same reason Cleveland. If you switch jerseys, if you switch the history of these teams, and Golden State had the season that Houston had and the pedigree of two out of three titles, Golden State against Houston, and if you gave... Golden State to home court, it'd be like minus 400, minus 350, minus 400. Houston has the home court, and they're still going to be slight dogs against the Golden State team they outplayed the whole year? I get it. Houston's history isn't great when it comes to the playoffs, and Golden State's is great. But boy, that is being accounted for massively. And you can decide, listener out there, if you think it's worthy of so much of a factor, but boy, it is a huge factor because if you objectively look at the season, Houston has had a much better season than Golden State. We got a lot more coming tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Pacific. We start on Straight Out of Vegas. Also, breakdown of the National Football League and our initial look the upcoming season in college football. We'll see you straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, up next. Straight out of Vegas!
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.